Hello, welcome to Bitches Hardcore, the feminist horror podcast with Kelly and Anisha. We're starting this podcast because we watch a lot of horror movies and we're women. And we thought that it would be fun to talk about um, themes that are interesting to us in horror movies as women. Um, Things that are positive, things that are negative, maybe give anybody some suggestions. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is our first episode. Yeah, I think there's, I think in terms of feminism and horror, I think there's just a lot of ground to cover, because I feel like there's, the fact that there's so many supernatural elements in these kinds of movies makes it really interesting in a way that other movies aren't, in terms of feminism and, you know, activism and social justice and stuff like that, so I'm really excited to, like, delve through these movies that we've been watching recently and analyze them from this kind of different lens that hasn't really been used. Um, today, since it's our first episode, we've actually watched a lot of Stephen King movies recently. We're going to talk about Stephen King, but mm-hmm. first we're going to talk about, um, we want to start off every episode with the most recent horror movie we watched, mm-hmm. which is actually a Stephen King movie. Mm-hmm. We watched Misery at the beginning of this week, and it was a little horrifying. Yeah, it was a very different, I feel like, from the other Stephen King movies we've been watching, because there was no supernatural aspect in any of it, and it was just a really scary woman. <laughs> it was, it like, was a horror movie. In a way that I'm not used to watching it. I love, like, supernatural ghost-type stuff. Yeah. And instead of being ready for, like, jump scares and, like, demons, I was just worried she was going to straight-up murder this guy. Yeah. So. No, I think it was... And I, I just thought it was interesting in terms of the dynamic between the two of them. Like, he was terrified, but he, like... When he first met her, she w- he was like, it's just... She's, like, harmless. She's a nurse. Like, she's nurtured me back to health. She's, like, a nice person. And then he, like, quickly realizes that it's, she's just a fanatical crazy person. And yeah. And James Conn is really funny, so, yes. you know. I suggest you guys watch it. Um, I watched it. I'm glad I did. I don't ever want to watch it again. <laughs> um, no, I agree. I, I don't want to watch it again. It's not the kind of horror movie that I usually... Watch or enjoy. I don't like real real life scary things because it's just a little too real. It's a little too real. So we're going to start off, um, I guess we already covered Misery. We don't really have to talk about it later. We're going to start off with, um, in the past few months we've watched a few Stephen King movies. We're going to go kind of in the order we watched them. Mm -hmm. Um, We started off watching Stephen King movies because The Shining was on TV and it's really, really great. And we just happened to sit down and watch it. Come and play with us. Play with us, Johnny. Yeah, it was weird because I think um, it was the, the the second time I watched The Shining, and I think it was just like really interesting to watch it on TV because of all the commercial breaks and I, the buildup was like not there anymore. Yeah, with it, when you have to stop The Shining, the thing that makes it terrifying is it's like over two hours long. It's so kind of boring, and the build just makes it. It really makes it. Yeah. So watching with commercials breaks it up, and it was not as scary at all for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely not. Um, and disclaimer, we are talking about the Stanley Kubrick version, not the original Stephen King one. No, no, the, the, the Stanley Kubrick one is the original. He recently, I think the miniseries is more the recent. The miniseries, oh, it was recent? Is it, I don't know, we're not sure if it's more recent. I think the Stanley Kubrick one is, um, is the first one that was made. Um, oh, I mean, I guess that makes sense. It was a really long time it's, ago. It's a pretty old movie. Yeah. Stephen King apparently did not like that version at first because it didn't, like, capture that whole inhuman evil thing he's so freaking into. Mm-hmm. Um, but recently he has admitted that it's, like, not a bad version. So, you know, good thing coming to your sense of Stephen King. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the first theme we want to talk about in The Shining is the theme of motherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Which oh. comes up in, like, a lot of horror movies. Like, I feel like most of the movies we will be talking about in this podcast have that theme of motherhood because that's so integral to, like, yeah. the feminist... Like, it's, like, all the horror movies that include women include some sense of motherhood. And I think in or this movie especially... all movies that include women in general. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> I mean, true. most movies in the world, yeah. if you there's a woman in it and she's old enough, a lot of times she's a mother or she's not a mother and it's a right. problem that she's right. not a mother, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or there's some, like, yeah, some weird conflict about her motherhood and maybe she's, like, not as good as a mother that she could be. But I think in this movie it's just that she's, like... Her life Not revolves around well. being a mother. Yeah, yeah. Um, every time something happens, I just, like, sit, when I watch this movie, I was just this poor woman over and over and over again. Yeah. Her life revolves around being a mother um, she, and a wife. Yeah. A mother and a wife. Those are her, like, two big things. She's moving to... Colorado with her husband because he wants somewhere quiet to write. Mm -hmm. She doesn't get to have any friends, but he gets somewhere quiet to write. So right. that's, you know. And also there's the part where you're talking about abusive relationships. It's They're looking for a change because Jack Torrance um, is an alcoholic. He mm -hmm. hit his son. They're mm -hmm. like, maybe this change will make him better. And it doesn't. <laughs> and it doesn't. He's still <laughs> horrible and abusive. Yeah. No, I think it's a very accurate representation of, like, toxic and abusive relationships in a way that, like, you know, you're constantly trying to, like, make shit work, and it's just, like, you're dating a douchebag or, like, married to a douchebag, and he's not going to change. change. Nope. If anything, he's going to get worse. So, like, yeah, I think it's, it's, it, I mean, and, and I think for good reason she's, like, terrified of him and, like, terrified of what would happen if she leaves him for any reason. And when she does eventually, like, try to leave him, obviously he, like, tries to murder her. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Which happens in a lot of relationships, like. And it's, it's kind of, there's, like, an extra supernatural aspect, mm -hmm. but it just kind of is backing up what happens in real life. Right. It's kind of like, okay, this is what happens in real life, and now let's add some, like, weird possession into yeah. it. And you could take out that possession, and it would be so real and just as scary. In my it would be opinion. just as like, scary, but he would just not hallucinate as much. Right, you know? exactly. <laughs> he yeah. just wouldn't be hallucinating, like, like, I don't know, alcohol and whatever, dead ladies. Yeah. Bartenders. Bartenders, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Dick Halloran. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Dick Halloran is a really interesting character in terms of how you know, black folks in general are treated in terms of horror movies. And he was actually, so he was killed in the movie. He was not killed, was in, not the killed in the books. There were um, four characters in this movie. Yeah. They wanted to kill somebody off to make it scary, so obviously they choose the black dude. Yeah. But I think in the books especially, I think he was treated just as poorly. Like, mm -hmm. I think he's, like, treated as, like, the black dude who's, like, into voodoo and magic and shit like that, and, like, is, you know, it's, like, a fanatical, like, whatever, they're, like, they think, you know, how black people are, like, so into magic and voodoo, and it's, it's really, like, and that's emphasized in The Shining in terms of The Shining itself, like, yeah, and how he was, like, the, you know, one of the people who, like, really believes in it, and the folks at the house don't really believe, don't really believe him until it actually starts happening yeah, to them. Yeah, the only person who believes him is this child. Yeah, exactly. The adults who are, like, rational human beings don't. Yeah, exactly. So. But, yeah, and it's also very fucked up that he got killed. Stop it, Mama! <laughs> Stop hurting yourself, Mama! <laughs> he's gonna laugh at you. They're all gonna laugh at you. Never gonna laugh Look, at it's me. not too late. You can stay here with me. I don't want to stay with you, Mama. Look, I'll answer the door, and I'll tell him that you're sick. I'll tell him that you changed your mind. Sit down! Be quiet! Moving on, mm -hmm. um, the second movie we watched was Carrie. If you're going to watch any Stephen King movie, this has got to be it. It was amazing. It was so good. It was It Was, the, I, was it the first time you watched it? I, yeah, I had I never it. seen I Carrie seen before. Either. I heard a lot about it. 
Um, I was telling Anisha, my mom would always like quote it, like all the like creepy lines. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd, I'd heard a lot about Carrie. I knew it was about a girl getting her period. Yeah. Um, I knew she had, I've seen lots of like parodies of Carrie, but. Yeah, I feel like I have <laughs> But I'd never seen it before. So we were both really excited. Um, let's bring it back to motherhood in a yeah. completely different way totally than The Shining different. talks about motherhood. Yeah. Like opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think the mother, so she was clearly, like, abusive and um, used religion as a way to push, like, or, like, as a way to facilitate her abuse on Carrie, in my yeah. opinion, and also, like, manipulate her in ways, um, but I think it is really interesting how, like, her, like, the character's perspective of motherhood, too, and, like, why that led to Carrie's abuse, the fact that, like, she had a really, she has a really, like, negative relationship with sex and, like, getting yeah. pregnant. She talks and, about like, her husband. She, I think, only had sex with him once because she wanted to have a child. Yeah. And she hated it. It, it she, she said, like, something like, I, I, like, let him put his dirty thing in me. Yeah. And so she, like, obviously didn't like it, obviously didn't want to have sex, but had it anyway because she wanted a child. She wanted this guy to stay with her. Yeah. Which is kind of weird because she has such a... She thinks men are evil. She talks about it all the time. She doesn't want Carrie to talk to any boys ever. Yeah. But she wants this man to stay with her. So yeah. that's kind of a very, like, confusing thing for right. her. And that manifests into her repression of Carrie's sexuality, too. So, like, when she was going to the prom and, like, wanted to wear a dress and, like, her. that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, we talked a lot about um like a big theme is like educating your kids about sex carrie yeah. is 16 years old yeah and she gets her period in gym class mm -hmm. and she literally thinks she's dying she's never even heard of a period yeah she doesn't know why she's bleeding yeah um which i don't know well we, i mean she and you think that by 16 she would have heard about it from other girls but her mom has so isolated her she mm -hmm. has no friends she's kind of like a freak her mom's yeah. this crazy religious person. She right. is not really allowed to have friends, so she hasn't heard about it from anybody else. Um, sex education in schools is good. Yeah. We and should I, have that. I think I just, like, I think this was one of the first movies I've seen where I've, like, seen a girl get her period and there's, like, blood up. Like, I don't know. I don't think I've ever watched a movie where there's, like, period blood. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was great. Like, there's, I've seen so many gory fucking movies, but I've never seen, like, this is the first one of the first movies I've seen that has, like, a yeah. scene where she, like, had, like, there's Why period is period blood, blood, blood so much more repulsive than somebody getting like, their head so, cut off? Yeah, cut Why on. is that a thing? It was, like, a little bit of period blood, and I was like, wow, this is kind of, like, revolutionary for a 70s movie to, like, have a chick see, like, see her period, like, see her blood. I don't know. It was... It was cool. It was cool. <laughs> Weird bite. Um... Um, another thing that I think I really noticed in Carrie is how it's such a poor representation of uh, female friendships between girls in high school, especially. And I think this is like true for a lot of movies, like a lot of high school movies. Like, girls, they don't girls like bitchy. each other. They're like they don't like each other. They're like always hang out with their boyfriends who are usually dickheads. And, and like, I don't know about you, but the friends I had in high school, I actually liked. Yeah, me too. Like my female friendships from high school were like super strong. Girls that I didn't like, I didn't hang out with. Right. Right. Um, and even that, the, the chick Sue, who was the sole survivor of the movie, and her boyfriend Tommy, Kelly and I, when we were watching it, we were trying to figure out whether they were... Good or good evil. Or we kept flipping we back like, and uh, forth. Is she fucking with Carrie when she, like, sets her boyfriend up with her to, like, go to prom? She talks know, to the I coach, and she says that she felt bad, and she yeah. thinks that she owes it to Carrie, and I couldn't tell yeah. if she was saying that to cover herself or if she actually meant it. Yeah. So it really, like... 
like you, you, we weren't not able to take the characters at face value because we didn't. There's such a negative view of like teenage girls, right? In this movie, like yeah. teenage girls are bad, and I think and even the, the coach and the too. teachers were like, "What the fuck? Like, are you being legit with this?" Because like, yeah, I think anyone in that situation after Sue had been so shitty to Carrie for so long would be skeptical about it. But she ended up being fine in the end and being the sole survivor of the film. It's so. great. Um, yeah. And the last thing we kind of wanted to touch on briefly was, um, is the, is the, so her powers manifest when she gets her period, she's going through puberty, and we just kind of were talking briefly, is this a theme that's saying, okay, so she got her period, puberty is, it's making her powerful, she's becoming a woman and she's powerful, or is the fact that she's becoming a woman making her, like, evil, or her powers, yeah. her evil, <laughs> or are they powering <laughs> Or, or are they her power? Kelly keeps saying evil like the Spongebob. Evil! <laughs> it's really okay. funny. Watch Spongebob, guys. Um, yeah, no, I think that's a really interesting... And I think that a lot of that goes back to people's, like, perception of periods. And especially the fact this was written by a dude who, like, probably is scared of periods, too. Oh, Stephen King is probably <laughs> so scared of periods. So, like, yeah, I think it all comes back to, like, yeah, periods are disgusting and nasty, and when women go through that, it, like, fucks with them in some sort of way. Or was it that, like, I think the view I would like to take is that, yeah, it did make it her, make her powerful and made her not want to take shit anymore from these girls in school who have given, the been giving her crap. And the principal so who was shitting on her and her right. mom. and her mom, Who was like, abusing her right. and locking her in a closet. Yeah. I would like to say it's that version. I would love I, that. I would prefer to read like, it from let's that take, I mean, I'm sure Stephen King is thinking something else, but I'm going to take his very manly <laughs> view and kind of flip it around because Stephen yeah. King, while his stories are scary... You know, yeah, he's we'll get so back weird. to that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, Lando! Get over there. He's gonna come. Get over there. Outlander! We have your woman! She still lives! Children of the Corn. Children of the Corn was a fun movie. There's not a whole lot to say, like, woman-wise. Yeah. I, I was not really what I expected. It was kind of funny in a way. <laughs> like, every time the cor- they, like, stuffed cars with corn and shit. I don't know. It was, like, really funny. <laughs> like, I mean, the ending the ending was also funny. It's, it's, a, it's a very supernatural movie at first. Yeah. At first you think that it's, it's just, just the religion. children yeah, and yeah. religion. And in the end, there actually is a corn demon. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, I know. I really like that. I like that it was supernatural. supernatural but, um, yeah, there's not a whole lot to delve into. Anisha mentioned um, she liked a lot that it was, like, super youth-based. Yeah. We talked about how usually in horror movies, children are scary and, like, a wide-eyed, like, right. possession, like, the shining kind, not yeah, kind like, of way. Yeah, like, hot devices. Like, there's that scene in The Shining where there's two girls, the, like, twin girls and shit, and the, like, kid, obviously. But, like... These kids were, like, the leads of the movie. Like, that's what I thought was cool. And they were, like, leading this, like, scary charge against the adults in the town, which, which they had killed, like... I mean, that's a more realistic kind of thing, because kids are not wide-eyed little vessels to, like, dump your demons into. Yeah, they exactly. are little assholes, who yeah. I love, but, you know, I love kids, but they're also, like, huge jerks. Yeah. So it was much more realistic. I like mm-hmm. that. They do kill all their parents, which is interesting. It's interesting. Uh, yeah. The movie starts from that, and it's just so interesting that it starts from them killing all their their parents and these two people coming into town and also, getting involved in their shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
It's kind of weird how at the end the like unmarried young couple like adopt these two little orphans. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. It's again comes back to, like the compulsory motherhood, compulsory like parental thing. Yeah, but, like, Vicky of is course. the main woman is Vicky, and she gets like captured fucking straight. She away. gets captured. Yeah, she's a we're saying she's a plot device. She gets yeah. captured. She's like really mothering these two small like weird little children. I know. I would not trust. They're them. like boring, like Job and Sarah. Job and Sarah. Okay. <laughs> Um, and Bert is like the like manly man, like man protagonist he's like going your to do the Stephen things. King self insert. Like, <laughs> so true. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, cool. It's, it was fun. It I was like pretty funny. It was, know, a, it, it was a it was a good time. Yeah. It was a good time. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Going out now, Mrs. Carmody. Please stand aside. You can't go out. I won't allow it. Won't allow it. It's against God's will. Don't you know that by now? Haven't I proven myself again and again and again? Haven't I shown that I am his vessel? So um, my friend Anna told me to watch The Mist because it was one of her favorite horror movies and it was amazing. It was, it was, I think it was interesting. So um, there's a lot of build-up to this movie. I think it's, it starts from, like, a very supernatural, like, there are these monsters, and they're killing people, and these survivors have to figure out how to get around it. Um, so, well, first of all, they're stuck in a grocery store. Yeah, they're stuck in a grocery store. The man, his name is what? Dan? Uh, Dave? Dave. Dave, there His name go. is Dave. Very, like, David. masculine, like, white guy name, yeah. like, whatever. Right. And he's the, yeah, he's a protagonist, so he is there with his kid, obviously, with his kid. And his, like, neighbor. Um, and his neighbor, who's the guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Andre Brower. <laughs> um... Oh, yeah. um, also, disclaimer, before we start talking about The Mist, like, in depth, if you're interested in The Walking Dead, there's, like, yeah. many actors from The Walking Dead, Carol, Andrea, and who else? There was one other There's person. one other person. Um, a lot of Walking Dead actors in oh, this. it was Dale. Dale! <laughs> yeah, Dale's yeah, in there. Yeah, Dale's in this. Um, so, there's that, but, yeah. What were you gonna say? Sorry. No, it's fine. Um, yeah, I thought, so, I think it was interesting, because I didn't expect the movie to just be, like, all build up until the ending, which is amazing, and I will try not to ruin yeah, it. Yeah, we're not gonna ruin it. That's the reason to watch the movie is that ending. ending. It's it's like it blew my mind. One of the interesting parts in this movie is Mrs. Carmendy. And her whole thing throughout the entire movie, she's trying to tell these people that this is like the second coming, like we're getting I don't yeah. know, she thinks like, she's a prophet. Like, yeah, there we go. Her like prophecy coming down from God, coming out through her. Mm -hmm. And her whole thing is they're all trapped in a grocery store and she, it's like a mob mentality thing. She riles up the people in the grocery store yeah. and she gets them to sacrifice each other to the um to the like creatures. Monsters, yeah. And at first you're sitting there and you're saying, Okay, this is like the evil comes from within bullshit, but then her prophecies are, it's not clear whether it's just luck or if it's actually true, but, like, yeah. she says we need to sacrifice somebody so no one else will get eaten tonight, and they sacrifice somebody and no one gets eaten that night. Right, right. So, you're... So it gave her, like, a credibility, kind of, in a way, that her, so her thought, her, like, whatever religious thinking did end up coming through in the end. <laughs> like, it happened, like, they it was sacrificed terrifying. someone and it was fine. Like, they were fine. But it was still, like, and I think the other folks in the movie, like Dave and his whole crew, were, like, realized that pretty early. They were like, this is bad. Like, she's gonna make everyone kill themselves. Yeah, they mentioned like, very explicitly, they're like, we need to get out of here. Yeah. Not because the aliens are gonna eat us, but because this woman's gonna get everyone to kill us. Right, 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 right. Um, 
so I thought she was a really interesting character. And the fact that she was a woman, again, like, came back to the, like, same thing in Misery, that she's, like, a fanatical woman. The fanatical woman <laughs> like, thing is really, it's Stephen King trope. loves it. It's such a trope. And, yeah. Um, but Melissa McBride's character... Who, is, if you watch The Walking Dead, is Carol. Yeah, she's Carol. Is awesome in that. But, and she's not really even in this movie a lot. I think she's just a really interesting... So she's a survivor in the end. Um, and I think the question is, like, in the beginning when she first leaves, she leaves the grocery store. Nobody and, wants her to leave. They think she's going to get eaten. Right, and no one goes with her. No one helps her. But she's like, my kids are at home. I have to leave. So she leaves, um, and she ends up surviving in the end. And I think that, again, goes back to the fucking motherhood thing that, like... Probably if she didn't have kids, like, would she have survived, survived at story. all? Yeah, like, nope. I don't know. And you also completely forget about her. Like, right, you do. You're you like, oh, fuck she's it, she's dead. dead. Yeah, like, when the, she moves, like, very early in the movie, and you're like, oh, she's probably dead. Yeah. I don't even think she's, like, a named character in the movie. No, like, she's, she's just, just Melissa McBride. She's just women with kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of kids, <laughs> the son, what's his name? We don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, Dave's son is pretty annoying throughout the whole thing. Once again, he's like a plot device. Um, yeah. Mostly they keep him around because the crazy religious lady wants to sacrifice him. Right. Because he's like an innocent or some shit. Right. Which is... And I think he also like humanizes Dave a bit. Yeah. Like, he like, he's like still like the masculine like protagonist white dude man, but like the fact that he's a father, I think, yeah. somehow humanizes him. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of masculinity in this movie. Yeah. Um, it's, like, out-of-control testosterone. Yeah. Um, like, Dave is, like, he's, like, you're, like, manly. Like, he, it's set in Maine because Stephen King. Uh-huh. Um, he's, like, got kid in his pickup truck and his whatever. Um, yeah. And he's, like, really trying to, like, just protect people in the store. And there's this whole thing where the people in town, like, don't trust him because he's, like, educated, and they're all, like, hicks, and they've mm-hmm. got guns, and the only people they trust are all the other hicks with guns, mm-hmm. um, and that actually ends up getting a lot of them killed, right. honestly, yeah. so that's kind of interesting. Yeah, no, it is very interesting, and I think, um, again, there's, like, there's, like, a decent amount of women in this movie, I always forget that, but they're all, like... So They're all, like, romantic plot devices. Right, they are. Like, they're uh, used to humanize Dave, or, like, um... You make you, there's this like military guy and he like bangs this chick and like then they both die. Yeah, that's and Sally it, and Wayne. Sally and Wayne. <laughs> um, yeah, they're 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 used to either take care of the children, yeah. humanize male characters, yeah. or get murdered. Yeah, or you know be religious zealots, whatever. Yeah, exactly. So so they're not really any. I mean, none of the characters are super deep, but no. it's still rude. No, it's not. Yeah, not, I would argue that not even like Dave is super deep. Like, no, Dave like, is not super deep. He's just like they, a like, man. Try to like do the like he's a father. He's like a husband. Oh yeah, and, he like, cares about his he's wife. The leader, kind of for then he loses his power like I don't know it's I mean it's a good movie but it's it's very Stephen King you know it's super Stephen King the ending is really the best part watch it for the ending yeah watch it for the ending please do yeah oh Brent do you want to talk about Brent um Brent is like the only black man in the movie he's Andre (laughs) Brower he's Brooklyn Nine-Nine obviously he dies yeah he dies obviously he dies um um we're saying it's kind of interesting that um he's a skeptic but he's a black guy yeah um um, just like the, I mean, also the thing that I thought about. I'm from Maine, so and I was like, "Lala, black person in Maine. Maine is super white. Right. If you're not living in Portland, everybody's white. Right. Um, actually, I think the reason that he was black is that he was vacationing in Maine. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's like not, he's not from around there, yeah. so I obviously mean, we don't trust him. He's he had, very like, some antagonistic issues with Dave in the past that he was like 
bringing. I don't remember what it was exactly, but like he I feel like, like there was like a tree on his there property. There was a tree on his property. <laughs> None of them like him because he's not from around there, that's but mostly exactly they don't why. like him because he's black. Yeah, they don't like him because he's black. Like like that's what it comes down to. They're and like, then, he's from and then New like, York, a New Yorker up in Maine. Right. Like. And then he's like, yeah, you, you, you guys are probably fucking with me and talking shit, which I think he's totally... Yeah, he calls right them out. Because, like, yeah, of course, they've been fucking with him for so long. Why wouldn't he think they'd fuck with him again? So, I don't know. I think he's a very interesting character. I'm really sad he dies. I wish he stayed in the movie longer. Yeah, he <laughs> dies. Um, cool. But, yeah, we already talked about Misery, so... Um, we're kind of just bringing to a conclusion. We have actually not a lot of positive things to say about Stephen King yeah. from a feminist point of view. I mean, I think I think people the, always call him like the father of horror, or whatever. Not <laughs> like, true. Okay, but, but like that it, doesn't say a lot because a lot of the people who write horror movies are dudes. Like, yeah. And, I, I mean, the, the good thing about Stephen King is he does have a lot of female characters, and some of his a lot of his books have and yeah. movies have a lot of female characters. Sometimes they're not used well, right? But um, they are there, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so, our conclusion, it's, a, he, I mean, Stephen King's, if you've read, I've only read one Stephen King book, but, like, reading it, like, I read Salem's Lot, very, very masculine. Yeah. Like, I Stephen read The King's, Shining, and it's also... Stephen King's very masculine. Yeah. Um, his books and movies are scary. They're, like, espe- the books are yeah. scarier than the movies. Reading about it is great, um, but if you're going to watch any movie, like, as a woman, watch Carrie. Yeah. No, I agree. I think watch Carrie. I think his movies are scary, which is why I keep watching them. And I think, also, they're always so well done and just, like, beautifully shot. They're like, well The Shining done. is, like, so... It's, like, so beautiful. <laughs> and even, I would say, like, The Mist and all oh, these other movies gorgeous. are just, like, really cool to watch. Um, but, yeah, I, I, like, don't think he's doing anything, like, revolutionary for women in horror, on, like, as, like, horror, the horror genre usually treats women in this way, so it's, again, nothing new, but definitely watch Carrie. Um, we're gonna end, we wanna start out every episode with our recent horror movie and end it with our, like, spoopy thing of the month. Spoopy. <laughs> yes. Do you wanna go with me? Okay, so, my spoopy thing of the month, this didn't actually happen this month, but it's probably the spookiest thing that's happened to me. I was up late reading, because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably, like, three in the morning, I shouldn't have been awake that late, but I was. Mm-hmm. And I'm lying in bed reading, and I have a TV in my room, and all of a sudden it just turns itself on. Um, and it's static because I don't have any cable. I just use it to watch movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so it turns itself on by itself. I'm terrified because it's 3 in the morning and my TV just flipped itself on. <laughs> so I turn it off and then I unplug it so it can't turn on again. Yeah. Um, and that's probably the scariest thing that's happened to me recently. It doesn't work anymore. It's, na- it's now broken. Thank God. Well, it, that's probably what killed it. Like the demon <laughs> living inside of it. No, don't say that. Yeah, no. I'm no. going to throw it out at some point. Um, I'm that's, just that's sad scary. that I don't do it anymore. Um, Anisha? Um, so my thing is that, I saw this on Tumblr, actually, and it's this woman, Tsukimi Ayano, who is, um, an artist from Japan, she's 64 years old, which is sick, went back to her hometown of Nagano, um, which is now abandoned, everyone has moved away, um, and she recreated the people who lived there, um, by, like, creating life-size dolls that represent the people she knew and, like, putting them in the town. It's terrifying and also so cool because they're, like, life-size dolls of people she knew and grew up with and lived with. Um, so it's creepy as hell, but I would recommend looking it up. I think there's also a documentary about it, and I'm really excited to watch it, but it's creepy and cool. Thank you for listening to our first episode. Yeah. Um, hopefully we'll be doing one of these every month. Uh, we're looking into doing horror video games, more horror movies, horror television. Um, try to. We're just going to try to do a different theme every month. So yeah. if you liked this, uh, come back next month to listen. Thank you yeah. very much. Thank you. <laughs>
bitches hardcore. In the car!